Hello and welcome to another episode of Kyoto Japan Podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Nick, and we also have Tyler, the other host. Yes, the other half. And this week we uh, will be talking about dining in Japan. Well, kind of specifically dining around the area that we lived in, Matsumoto. And we'll be talking、yes, about this. our specific experience、um, to dining in Japan. Yeah.、Um, I mean, the thing we're really going to be highlighting here is the variety of、um, really interesting and affordable food that was just around us. Everywhere, and, and I think that you'll find even more variety as you travel across different parts of Japan. It's、uh, no shortage of food. I mean, when, when people think of what Japanese people eat, it's, they th- probably think rice, you know, that's the stereotypical th- thing to think. Oh, yeah, they're eating rice and sushi or something like that, ramen. But there's,、uh, right, right. there's so much variety. To be fair, most of the places we're going to list include rice. <laughs> That is true, but they do, they, they do rice well. <laughs> That's true. The rice is very big over there. Yeah. All right. So、uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Okay. So, first, we're just going to kind of give an introduction to all the different places to dine. And one of the first ones to start off with, I ate at almost every day. <laughs> While I was studying in Japan, was something called a shokudo because they had one on campus. It was like the campus shokudo, which is kind of like a cafeteria, but yeah, that's not how they describe it. But it's pretty much a cafeteria. And、yeah. they have a lot of food, really cheap, and it's usually quite good too. Yeah. And for, a, for school shokudo, you can also call it a gak shoku. Yes.、Um, With Gaku meaning school.、Um, and uh, yeah, our, we had,、uh, what was it, like three, at least three、uh, cafeterias across the campus, right? There's the、What's、business there? one. Three? Yeah, there's one in the business building, a really small one. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah,、uh, there's three. I only ate at two of them most of the time, though. And three convenience stores. Yeah, right on campus. On campus.、Nice. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't sound much to、uh, someone who lives, you know, who goes to an American college. American colleges are pretty big. Japanese universities are not, they're, they're small. <laughs> and so you have all these、uh, convenience stores just like two minute walk from each other. <laughs> yeah. And it's like compared to the size of Shinshu campus, it's quite. Amazing, honestly, to have like three convenience stores and three chocodos on campus. Or, yeah. It's constantly food and meals and drinks, whatever you need available to you. Yeah. Now, as far as a chocodo on campus, the thing, thing I really liked about those is that they had their、uh, kind of a monthly special. That's true.、Um, yeah, those were always cool. Yeah, I remember、uh, we were recording a little video off of the balcony of one of the.、Uh, Um, three shokodo. And we, I remember we were talking, eating, and I think I got the taco rice that time, which is a, basically it's Mexican rice, but Japan style. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you have that. You, have,、um, you, you always like to get, what was it?、Uh, I always got the yaki nikudon. 
Yakiniku, which is basically a. Have you called meat that, on rice? That's literally basically all it means. It's meat yeah. on Korean rice. Korean barbecue, basically. <laughs> yeah. Japanese Korean barbecue. <laughs> um, so yeah, this. Um, I, I think the thing to really stress about the shokudo on campus is it's so cheap. Um, yes, that is. Well, shokudos in general, like they're, like they'd said this in class. They're not shokudos unless they're cheap and fast. <laughs> Like that's yeah. the requirement for them to be a shokudo. They have to be cheap and fast and serve Japanese food. That's what makes oh, them yeah. a shokudo. And while we're at it, Japanese also has the word restaurant, which is restaurant. And in Japanese, restaurant restaurant specifically means an expensive restaurant. Yeah, like, like restaurant. what we would call a family restaurant here, like a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. If, like though that's a restaurant in Japan. Like you can't put everything in the re- the re- under the restaurant umbrella, which I didn't learn for the longest time. I thought it was weird. Yeah, I think I think we learned that together <laughs> in the same class. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. So yeah, that yeah, gakushoku the shokudo on campus. It's cheap. Um, and I, I also kind of like the way that they printed the number of calories that you're getting on the receipt. I never minimized that. Oh, yeah. It's not my goal. <laughs> um, I never looked at it because I always ate too many of them. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of variety, too, for, for such a small, cheap place to eat. Whereas, by contrast, our university, oh, yeah. OSU, has really expensive dining on campus. Um, it's like twice the cost of fast food in a normal place. And I also want to stress that it's not just on campus that these the oh, shokudos yeah. exist. There's yeah, yeah. many other places around Japan you'll find like little shops that are considered shokudo and like two of our favorite places to eat in Matsumoto were shokudos mm-hmm. and we'll get to that later but yeah yeah okay yeah so uh, yeah that's uh let's go ahead and put out those examples now and then we can move on to the next topic I guess. Okay. Okay so yeah there's a, a kano which is a really traditional kind of so- I, I guess it's traditional, probably. <laughs> kind of shokudo. Um, it certainly seems traditional. Yeah. To me, it's an outsider, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you go in there, you make an order. That they have pei shoku, which are, you know, set meals. Um, you get some pickled um, pickled Japanese radish, which is called the daikon, pickled daikon. Um, a salad. It's like a pasta salad, kind of. And uh, let's see, uh, your meat, which is usually chicken, and then koroke, which is like a fried mashed potatoes with vegetables inside. And it's the food, the volume of food that you get there is incredible for about $5. Yeah, that's why it was very popular at the college that we went to, but it's mostly guys in there. Yeah, but it's more food than you can get at some American restaurants for $10 or more. Yeah, living in Japan, I realized that it's pretty expensive to eat out in America. Yeah, yeah. and at least it's getting that way. It didn't yeah. always used to be that way. Oh yeah, we haven't mentioned yet that you don't tip in Japan. That makes it even cheaper. <laughs> um, true, very true. Yeah, and the other place was a den den. You want to talk about den den? Yeah, den den was our go-to spot if we ever went out to eat. Ashinshi oh, first. So good. 
Like it was delicious. He didn't get as much food as at Kano, and it was a, just a tiny bit more expensive, but it was well worth it because the food there was delicious, and everything you got was amazing. And there's just one guy that had a small family that ran the place, and it was, <laughs> the whole place was lined with One Piece and Dragon Ball Z characters, which was <laughs> a nice touch, I guess. And if yeah. any of you guys are One Piece watchers, the word Dinden comes from One Piece, actually. The snail phones, the Dinden Mushi. And I think <laughs> that's what he was going for when he named the place. But yeah, but the the reason why we kept going there is the food was delicious and it was well-priced. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, and it was so popular with the uh, university crowd there that uh, they actually sold you know, some boxes of their food, you know, as little bentos out, outside the uh, university gates. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did that. Yeah, that's, that was pretty nice. I've eaten that many times. I remember we were sitting in C class and sometimes in the middle of class, like, yeah, let's all go to Dinden after this. And we all went <laughs> to go to Dinden after class. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, oh, man, so many good memories there. Yeah. Uh, okay, but moving on because we've only talked about one kind of place now so far. Shokudo. Um, like ten minutes talking about Shokudo, but Shokudos are important. That's probably yeah. most of our experience. Oh yeah, I mean they're so cheap, they're so good, um, and they're really casual. Just go there with your friends, barge in. Oh, I just, I just <laughs> before we move on, I realized that Den Den had a, a Twitter page um, not long oh, before what? leaving Japan. Yeah. And they actually post on Twitter when the restaurant is quiet, basically, when there's no one there. Um, so you can, it's like, oh, okay, there's a table. I'm going to go there now, get some food fast. I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't yeah. That. Yeah. Okay, but the next thing on the list is uh, izakaya, which is, uh, I think the way I've seen it translated is like, I mean, the traditional izakaya is like a Japanese standing bar, but that's not what it is. Yeah, there is no real good translation for izakaya. We have nothing like it that I know of in the West, definitely not in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I just typed into Google, and the translation it gave is tavern. Maybe that's <laughs> as good as we get. Um, Japanese <laughs> that's, pub. That's a very poor... Oh, okay, maybe a Japanese-style pub, but Japanese-style yeah. goes a long ways. Yeah, okay, so yeah, basically you go in there and... Um, People usually go there and get some get alcohol. I don't drink, but but that doesn't matter. I'm just um, you don't have to drink is there. Just as big of a part as drinking here. Yeah, um, it's like all the food. Sure, you can get entrees there, but normally what you do is at the table you all order a bunch of appetizers. It's just appetizers all, all the way. It's like, yeah, it's, like it's just a bunch of small dishes you share as a table. Yeah, kind of like the equivalent of a Maybe going out to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, place like that, just buy a bunch of buffalo wings and <laughs> eat those, but a lot more variety. But you've all put them in the center of the table and share the wings. Yeah. And you order. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen, okay, I think maybe I've been in one isakaya where you don't order from a screen, but almost all of them you order from a, a screen, you, it has the entire menu, and you put down how many of everything you want. And normally, everyone. You, 
Well, I've been to several where you just call your waiter or waitress or, or yeah. order from the screen, or you have the option to do either. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're both pretty common, I think. Okay. Yeah. And let's see, where, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Normally, either you have the senpai, you know, the uh, leader of the group, kind of the uh, senior of the group pays for everything, or everyone splits the bill evenly. You very rarely pay individually. Yeah, and that can lear as like in Western culture in general, I think, and definitely in America, we tend to choose what belongs to who or what how it's <laughs> gonna be paid beforehand, but everyone just orders anything and split everything equally is how it goes at Izakaya's in Japan. Yeah. Which I thought it was kind of weird because you can't just go there and be like, oh, I'm just gonna eat a little bit, make it cheap, because Nope, you're not gonna work out well for you. Yeah, so I uh, get the most out of it, <laughs> and that's what everyone does. So it ends up being quite expensive most of the time. Yeah, but uh, it's always really fun. Yeah, isekais are fun, but don't go there too often if you like money. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and I guess you can't really talk about isekai without talking about things like a nishikai, things like that. I, I think I said that correctly. Nijikai? Which one of those is it? Uh, um, what are you talking about? Well, it's like, a, you know, follow... Okay, it's ni, uh, Nijikai. Okay, it's like a follow-up drinking party. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, so yeah, a lot of, I forgot about that. Yeah, so a lot of times people go to Izakaya after having kind of a drinking party already. They're like, oh, let's continue this in Izakaya. And so they, so they go to the Izakaya yeah. And after we're done there, they might go to another isakaya and kind of hop between them. So me means second and... Uh, like Japanese bar hopping. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and it's a very expensive version of bar hopping. <laughs> oh, and also, isakayas is where you get things like nomi hodai or tabe hodai a lot, which is... Well, I don't know if tabe hodai is as popular, but definitely no yeah. hodai, which is all you can yeah. drink, except there's a time limit. It's usually two hours, maybe more, maybe just yeah. one hour. But it's yeah. very popular there. And but the drinks are very watered down and Yeah. And like but I said, I don't oh, it's you, a fun time. Can, yeah. Like I said, I don't drink alcohol, but I always enjoyed it. There's always a um it's it's just good social experience and uh People in Japan don't tend to get, um, they're a different kind of drunk, <laughs> for, for lack of a better way to express it. Yeah, <laughs> the bars are not, you know, like, uh, crazy. When Japanese get drunk, they just come out of their shell. That's about it. Yeah. Talk a little bit uh, more. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah. Do you have anything else to say about to... that? Yeah, I'm ready to no, move on. I think let's move on to fast food in Japan. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like fast food. Is that... uh, okay. Well, I'm just looking at our list. I think there may be some things I'd classify a little bit differently. So I'm going to move one thing out of the list. But let's start with Mossburger. Ah. Okay. So Mossburger is basically what the McDonald's of Japan. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, heaven or 
heavy Japanese flair McDonald's. They even have like burgers made out of rice buns. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a burger, but instead of rice. Instead of bread, you hold it with these rice bun things, which <laughs> I didn't try it actually, but I've seen it before. I, I've tried it once, and uh, it was okay. I, I was not really crazy about Moss Burger, but uh, the, the really thing, the thing that made it really interesting to me and kind of stand out, kind of funny, is uh, we in our Japanese class we had a reading exercise from our book. We used the Genki series of uh, textbooks, and there's a there's a part that involves Moss Burger. <laughs> and that just kind of stuck in my head. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Takesh was supposed to meet Mary for a date at McDonald's, but he was at Moss Burger. And I remember the class had a you know, kind of debate about whether going to McDonald's could be a date or not. <laughs> huh. But yeah, but okay, yeah. Mo- Mo- yeah there's a lot of Japanese people that like... There's a lot of people that like Moss Burger, but we in particular didn't care for it too much. Yeah, and it, it might be a matter of us being American, actually. Possibly. Just different taste. Yeah, that's a good. Like, actually, the people that I knew that really liked it were mostly Europeans. Huh. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had a couple of good things, um, but they were mostly limited edition things I liked. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. And, yeah, and then I have next things on the list are things like Mataya, Skia. Um, the true Japanese style fast food. Yeah, yeah, I never really thought about them as fast food before, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what they are. Yeah, it's um, definitely fast food. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, let's, let's just kind of describe them in turn a little bit. Like uh, in Mataya, it's uh, basically a rice bowl uh, restaurant. When, but when I say rice bowl, it's not just a bowl of rice. It's a bowl of rice with uh, meat and lots of sauce on top, and it's it's just really good. It, it just permeates through it. Um, yeah, and like skia, and there's uh, some other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. There's like five or like there's a handful of these places that are all extremely similar where you order at a machine, and it's typically a bowl, like a rice bowl with some sort of topping on it. And you can get a drink and some sort of side, and they have everything set out on the counter. And they, you sit down, they bring it to you. It, it's hard to describe without going there, but it's cheap, it's delicious, it's good, it's almost shokudo like, but it's different enough for it to be called to be put in a different category. I think. Yeah, yeah. And in addition to machine, that was that was a pretty common thing at a lot of a smaller restaurants in Japan, like a, a smaller, fast restaurants. You go to a machine, put your money in to the machine, and press the button for the meals that you want, and it prints out a ticket, and you just give that to the counter, the guy at the counter. And uh, it's it's interesting. I even, the barber shop I went to even had one of those machines. <laughs> and they only had one button haircut. <laughs> they just want something to take your money i guess yeah and i guess it kind of makes sense in a way um keeps the staff free they don't have to worry about taking orders they don't have to handle dirty money (laughs) 
So yeah. outside of that, you also have your typical American fast food restaurants like McDonald's, Burger King. Yeah. KFC, and uh, even Taco Bell just opened in Tokyo. Yeah. No, that's but the only, yeah, the only one of these that we really saw um, within walking distance of Matsumoto was McDonald's. And I think there were two within walking distance us. Um, and honestly, I, mean, I, I don't, I, I really don't like McDonald's, but the Japanese McDonald's was pretty good. I, I have to say that. Um, if you go to McDonald's, yeah, I went there on occasion just for like I was craving a burger because you don't get them very often in Japan. So yeah, I did find myself finding it more appetizing than usual while I was in Japan. Yeah, and they, they have a more uh, I mean, they have a localized menu. Uh, I think McDonald's is about localization. Um, so here we have you know hamburger, cheeseburger as you know the basic items on the menu. Well, what, I think one of the first items on the menu in Japan is the teriyaki burger. And it has teriyaki sauce. It's really good. <laughs> and then you can also get that with, you can also get that with egg on it um, when they're doing that promotion. I don't think it's all year. But it's called the teri tama because teriyaki and tama for tamago, which means egg. The teri tama baga. <laughs> and that was really good. <laughs> Um, so I'd say if you're going to go to Japan for a, a reasonable amount of time, not like a one-week trip or anything, but if you're going to be there for a long time, uh, give McDonald's a try at least once. Give it a chance. Um, yeah. If you're going for a short trip, then focus on Japanese food. <laughs> um, let's see. I have gone to KFC, though. Have you? I've never been mm-hmm. to KFC. Actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I made a point of walking there once from that uh, English school that we taught at. Oh, no. Uh, it was actually from a Richard school. Um, because it was just down the road from there. I wanted to try it out, see what the fuss was about. Because in Japan, uh, KFC has become the Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... And it's, it's kind of a bizarre idea, but I think it's, you know, just kind of on analogy, by analogy of uh, the American turkey. You know, we have turkey and Thanksgiving sometimes here, or not Thanksgiving, Christmas, for Christmas sometimes here. So close to things to a turkey in Japan, there's a chicken. Well, I think KFC just did some brilliant marketing to make Japanese people think Americans eat KFC on Christmas is what happened. Yes, yes, they definitely did do that. <laughs> And now every Christmas, everyone goes to KFC. Like, I've heard that people make reservations to eat at KFC. Yeah, like, um, they actually make those reservations like a month before. Yes. It's a a big deal. It's kind of crazy to Americans. Yeah. Yeah, So so I did go there one time there. And I also went again in uh, Sapporo because there's one at the station. Um, and I was disappointed. I mean, the meat, I mean, the, they definitely had, what was it, the 13 or however many spices they have. It, it was the same chicken. But, uh, the, the variety was not there. Like, I don't know if I could choose between dark and white meat. And, uh, they didn't have the famous bowls, which are the things I always order at KFC here, the mashed potato bowls. They didn't have any kind of sandwich. 
<laughs> it was just chicken, as far as I remember. Yeah. I um, didn't ever go to KFC, but I went to Wendy's, and Wendy's was completely different. Oh, really? In Tokyo, yeah. Like, they had... They had all these different seasonings that they put on their fries. They had like 20 of them or something. And wow. You had to choose one. And I was, I didn't know what to do. They <laughs> chose something, but it was so strong. It completely took over the taste of the fries. It wasn't that good. Uh, oh, it, I guess. It was very odd. Yeah. And let's see if we're, if we're telling all these off because it doesn't take long to admit, say all the American restaurants we've gone to. There's also um, Subway. I went to Subway when we were going yes. to climb Mount Fuji. A lot of um, options in Japan, but it's pretty much the same. They have a few localized options. Um, and I got one of those. I, I think I got something that was like, uh, I don't really remember. It might have been like Korean barbecue or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, there's definitely American food, but it's quite a bit different because you don't have the drive-through culture that we have here, the convenience thing, that's going to compete with other sit-down restaurants, basically. So they have to up their game. And that's a good point. Yeah, that makes the quality better. But in the end, it's still American fast food. Um, it's okay. It's, it's not bad. And sometimes it's actually a lot better than here. But you shouldn't make up most of your dining experience in Japan. <laughs> Okay. okay. I think, so, yeah, I think we're ready to move on from that. What the Japanese like to call family desu. Yeah, family restaurants, um, which are not restaurants, according to <laughs> our instructor. Yeah, they're not restaurants. They're family they're com- restaurants. It's completely- yeah, they're completely different. <laughs> um, and they are um, slightly more upscale, I guess, than. Uh, fast food, but they're not upscale. They're still cheap. Right. Well, they're a good deal less cheap than like Shokudo or Matsuya and Skia places. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to get full. <laughs> yes. The one that we went to most often is a place called Gusto, which you'll probably see everywhere if you go to Japan. It's very yeah. Cool popular over there yeah they always have what they call a drink bar which is basically like fountain drinks except you have coffee and tea and other stuff as well yeah and i didn't really care for gusto i think it was a little more than over overpriced mediocrity but (laughs) that that was just kind of what I really liked it. Yeah. Well, they had a few good things, but they weren't the cheap things. Um, oh, and since you mentioned drink bar, I think we should mention uh, restaurants in Japan do not tend to have free refills um, for, for drinks. And so drink bar is how you get free refill. You buy a drink bar. Um, and uh, that's only at certain restaurants like Cafe Gusto, uh, often at these family restaurants. And not often at fast food, actually. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's not a thing in fast food restaurants at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've heard stories of Japanese students coming to America and being handed an empty cup 
at fast food restaurants. They're like, why are you handing me an empty cup? <laughs> they didn't understand why. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, in, in our better large cup in fast food, not to stay hang on the fast food thing, but the red large cup is about the size of our medium at McDonald's. The medium at McDonald's here might actually be bigger, honestly. I think it is actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to family restaurants there. The first one I went to was uh, called Cesaria. Um, I found it when I was first walking from my guest house to uh, your dorm in Matsumoto. Yeah. Um, I remember back at that time, I didn't have uh, data on my phone. So I downloaded a map or I actually took a screenshot of a map while I was at the guest house. And I was following it the best I could. If I had gotten lost, uh, well, that would have been rough. But <laughs> 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 um, so I made it. Um, and I saw that. I was like, oh, it's an Italian restaurant. I want, I want to try Japanese Italian food. Um, so I went back there later. Um, and I expected it to be expensive, like Italian food in America. But no. I bought like three different things there um, that filled me up and it was just the cost of a regular meal. I mean, there's no tipping, so maybe it was about like 10 to $12. Um, and it was pretty good. It's a lot different from, from American Italian, but uh, it was very satisfying. <laughs> Yeah, I never made it to Cesaria, but there's definitely a lot of people that like it, and it's pretty popular, it seems. Yeah, and ridiculously cheap. Like I said, I bought three different things. Of course, they were small. That's why you buy three things. Um, but even, even enough to get full is not that expensive. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't really think of very many other family restaurants I've been to right now. Um, I mean, those are... Gusto is the one I mostly went to along with you. Yeah, Gusto was the closest one to where we were living and a popular one for Shinchi University students. Yeah. I, mean, I guess maybe that, uh, I wonder if that kind of, uh, oh, I can't remember, Big Boy. Would, would Big Boy maybe be a family restaurant? I think it's a family restaurant, yeah. Or maybe okay. it's just a restaurant. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that that more like American style food, and that was that was pretty good. The one time I went there, <laughs> it's like grilled meats. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Okay, but man, there's so many other varieties of a restaurant to go through. So let's move on to Kaiten Sushi. Which is also known and in English as conveyor belt sushi. Yes. Um, if you want sushi, this is the place I highly recommend to go because it still tastes good and it's a, the cheapest you're going to get it. Yeah. Now, I, I've been to one conveyor belt sushi place here in America. It was in Tulsa called Sushi Train, but it's nothing like an actual Japanese kaiten sushi. Um, everything, the delivery of the sushi is totally automated. You order from a screen and the train will come to you with your order and stop at your table until you press a button to send it back. And there are like one that's constantly rotating that you can take from as well. Yeah, there are two tracks, I think, usually for, uh, you know, direct orders. 
Yeah. And then the constantly rotating track. Now, some of them, I've been to ones that have the direct orders on the constantly rotating track. Ah, okay. It has like your table number on one of the plates that's rotating around so that you know it's yours and no one else will take it. I guess that'd be one way to keep down costs. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, sushi in, in Japan is so much cheaper than here in America. Um, here you order one roll, you're not hungry, and it's just an appetizer, and it, you're already out about $10. <laughs> yeah, it's so frustrating. Like, I cannot order sushi in America because of that. It just... It's so expensive here. Yeah, but in Japan, it was so cheap. You, you, you can eat a whole meal that's just sushi, and you're only out a little bit more than a cheap restaurant. <laughs> so it's like a medium best restaurant. A couple of these places that we went to are Obe and Kurazushi. Yeah, and, and Kurazushi is the one we went to the most. Yeah, they're... Honestly, can you tell much difference between the two? Um, well, we went to Obe, and we got, um, we got hamburger sushi. <laughs> I think, I think mm. they all have hamburger sushi. Like, that's not a <laughs> very special thing. It's like, well, it's nice the Salisbury steak on top of rice. Sometimes a little cheese on, cheese it. on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, honestly, that's, it's that's honestly kind of tasty. But. Well, um, well if, that's, if that's not unique to them, then I don't really have anything to recommend one to the, oh, uh, Kudasushi had the, uh, little reward balls that came out of the uh, machine. That is true. You, you play this little game. Like every five <laughs> plates of sushi that you put in the little dispenser thing, because you eat the sushi and then you put the plate into this little hole. And every time you get five, there's like a chance to win something and little animation plays. And it, it's a fun little thing to watch with your friends Yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, no, I mean, they're basically the same. They have the same uh, dishes, I mean, the same uh, same kinds of sushi and everything. Um, yeah. We'll move on to one of my favorites, yeah. which is ramen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll let, let you take this one away. Yeah, typically at a ramen ya, as they would call it, they sell... Of course, ramen, but gyoza is almost always sold along with it. It's very common to have gyoza and ramen together. Yeah. And, and, uh, and gyoza is some sort of like dumpling, like an Asian style dumpling. I'm sure most people have had it before. It yeah. It looks like a half circle. I don't know. How would you describe it, Nick? Um, yeah, it's kind of crescent shaped, um, folded over, has meat inside. You've definitely seen it at a Chinese buffet or something. Um, let, me, let me see what they actually call it in Chinese. Um, well, you definitely don't know the Chinese name. <laughs> um, but yeah, pot stickers. We call them pot stickers in English. Yeah, we call them pot stickers or just dumplings. Yeah, but the restaurant I worked at, we call them dumplings. Yeah, they're almost always fried in Japan, though, or baked, according to Tommy, I guess. Yeah, one of our friends said baked, but I've ne- I don't know if I've ever had that before. Um, he said that that's how they were done it, girls on the show. But we can get back to that later. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely seem fried to me. Yeah, but yeah, the ramen is so good in Japan. It's nothing compared to this stuff in America, and it's very very popular in Japan. It's probably one of the most popular meals to eat when you go out to eat with Japanese people. It's- 
from my experience. <laughs> and yeah. one of my favorites was a place called Ipudol, which is a chain restaurant in Japan. And there happened to be one in Matsumoto and it had some really spicy curry or not, not curry. Hmm. I'm looking at this thing over here, ramen. And it used yeah. habanero pepper and it was extremely <laughs> spicy, but extremely tasty. And it's making me hungry. <laughs> uh, anyway, you want to talk about the other one? Yeah, I only went to a bowl maybe once or twice, but that was a, another place that was near campus. It was popular with uh, people from campus, especially guys, I think. Um, it's another one of those restaurants where you order at a machine. And its gimmick was that you get a huge amount of food. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm American, so I can eat more than most Japanese guys. And I can finish my bowl. <laughs> um, and it, you can add a bunch of add-ons to it, um, like extra onions or whatever. And I, I seem to remember mine having a strong garlicky taste. Um, and it was, a, it was pretty interesting. Pretty, it's pretty good overall. I personally was not really crazy for ramen. Um, it just wasn't my favorite food in Japan, but uh, it is very popular. Yes, um, it's very popular, and yeah, I somehow got away without hearing about this place Nick has been talking about for most of my stay in Shinshu, but I <laughs> got to eat it like the day before my last day in Matsumoto, and it was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. The time, the first time I ended up going there was a uh, let's see, it was with my fencing club, um, like fencing senpai there, so. It's like fencing the the sport, the Olympic sport. Um, they a really small club had about maybe uh, five six members. Um, but yeah, after I joined, the uh, leader of the club took us to uh, eat at this place. And the way club uh, outings work in Japan is often that the senpai, the uh, most senior person in the group, will purchase everyone's food. So I ate it for free. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I think that's about all we have to say for ramen. Unless you can remember any other quirky place you've been to. No, I think that pretty much covers it. All right, soba. We have even less experience here, but I really liked it. <laughs> um, soba was actually like a specialty of the town we were in, so we should know yeah. more about it. But we don't. Yeah, we should. <laughs> so, so yeah, soba is a. Uh, Japanese buckwheat noodle, as Genki burned into my mind. Soba, Japanese buckwheat noodle. Japanese um, buckwheat noodle. Yeah, and then like well, I really Yeah, I really don't know what to say about its taste or its texture, um, but it's eaten in different ways in ramen usually. Like the way that I liked to eat it, the place that I went to um, was a. Uh, oh, I can't even remember what. What the term is anymore right now, but it's cold soba that you dip into a kind of a dipping sauce that's warm and uh, just eat it that way. So you have the cold noodles, the warm sauce on it, and the noodles are freshly made and it's pretty good. And then in the end, uh, you pour kind of a, a broth, and you pour something into the uh, sauce, the broth, and you drink it. Um, 
you, you pour something into it to basically make you know take down the salinity so like yeah it's not way too strong to drink when you drink it yeah it actually yeah. tastes decent yeah and while, while you're eating the soda you're, you're adding in other stuff into the into the broth like you're adding wasabi and things like that and you're drinking all that and it actually is really good <laughs> yeah it's pretty tasty i didn't really care for soba at first but i got to the point where i liked it it's still not one of my favorites but it's pretty good yeah um it really took team. me a while to get over the cold noodles and i don't remember my sauce being hot my sauce like the first few times i had it was cold as well so oh yeah i've, I've had it that way too over. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to get over as an American, I think, but yeah, the wasabi um, really helped for me. The, the wasabi made it a lot better. I'm a big wasabi yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember something right now. Oh, yeah. Did you go to the uh, Sopa Matsuri in uh, Matsumoto? I didn't. I heard about it, though. Okay, so yeah, there's a Soba festival in Matsumoto, and, and I went there. It's right, it's on the castle grounds. And uh, just the whole grounds around the castle are filled with soba shops and then a few other things too, like uh, um, German wieners and stuff like that. But, uh, but the real attraction is soba. Um, and you get to try a bunch of different kinds of you know, fresh soba. Uh, and it, it was pretty fun. It was, it was really good. Um, not really much to say about it, except it was a, a soba festival, but it was really good. A um, bunch of local... Uh, soba chefs got to show off their skills. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of the uh, you know traditional soba restaurants they will often make their own soba, make their own noodles in the restaurant. Yeah, that's um, typical of a soba restaurant. Yeah, and so yeah, it's pretty good for that. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next topic since we don't have much more to say about this, uh, except that. I really like soba. I recommend trying it. <laughs> um, next is uh, Indian and Nepalese curry, which is kind of odd thing to suddenly throw at you, but we're going to start talking about international foods there, that we're in the area. Except um, like this is extremely popular in Japan that I realized yeah. after living there for a while, and I came to really love it, actually. <laughs> yeah, and it, when I was at my orientation, my study abroad orientation before going to Japan, uh, I met with the uh, the father of a, another girl who was going to Japan and he goes to Japan on business pretty regularly. So I asked him if he had any recommendations uh, for when I'm in Japan about anything. And he said, you know, it, it seems kind of weird to recommend this in Japan, but there's this Indian curry place in Tokyo that you need to try. <laughs> and uh, eventually I did try that. And yeah, Indian curry and Nepalese curry, they, they seem to kind of you know, blend together in Japan is really good. Um, I, I discovered a whole new area of food, a whole new uh, cuisine that I did not really know anything about before going to Japan. Yeah, it's really delicious. Yeah, um, and that's something you can try in America because it's going to be spicier than in Japan. So uh, um, if you're near Indian curry restaurant, I recommend trying out, trying it out. Go get chicken tikka masala or something. If you go to Japan, you'll probably be going there quite a bit with uh, with friends as well. Yeah, it's a lot more common over there. It's kind of rare, at least in Oklahoma. 
There was yeah. one place here in this town that recently went out of business, it seems. Yeah. But that was it. And now it's gone. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of sad because I, I got to really liking it in Japan. And now it's a really hard uh, craving to satisfy. It really but, is. Um, yeah. yeah. So you go to a curry restaurant, um, places like uh, Katamantu, the one that we often went to in uh, Matsumoto. Um, often there will be like a, a tabehodai or biking, viking as they call it, which is uh, all you can eat uh, for probably a time limit, but I don't think anyone's ever there for the whole time limit. Yeah, they like to put time limits on all their all you can eat and drink stuff yeah. for some reason. Yeah, so you can go, go up and self-serve the different kinds of curry and whatever other dishes they have out there. It's not a huge buffet like American style, but it's a it's really good, really satisfying. And non, you, you get the, uh, you know, Indian bread that goes really well with curry. Um, this is all old hat to anyone who eats Indian food, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I discovered it in Japan, so. Yeah. Um, well, shall we move on to Chinese food in Japan? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I guess I'll start that off with uh, saying, you know, people will talk about how, uh, you know, Chinese restaurants in America aren't really Chinese food. It's all Americanized. Um, it's probably worth saying that it's like that in every country. Um, mm-hmm. Every country puts its own spin on every restaurant that's there. So now, now, while we're on this, the negative side of that is that you become to your Americanized Chinese food and you leave the country and realize the only place to get it is in America. <laughs> yeah. It's actually one of the most American things you can eat because it's one of the biggest things I craved when I went to Japan. Yeah, do you remember me excitedly telling you about this place I went to that had uh, um, food that was like American Chinese food? Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I can't remember the name of that place, but uh, there was a place that had, it it wasn't chicken, it was shrimp, but it was like American Chinese food. but anyway, the place that we normally went to was a uh, Gills on the Wall Show because it was right in front of the station. Um, and that's a, uh, it's very Japaneseified, but it's, um, it gives you, I don't know, its specialty is a uh, pot stickers or gyoza. Yeah. Dumplings. That's very common in Japan for, Chinese restaurants to be very specialized in gyoza because it's, yeah. gyoza is very popular in Japan. Almost yeah. to a yeah. point where it's so Japanese that it's almost Japanese food, but it's technically Chinese food still. So. Yeah, yeah. And I personally don't really care for Japanese gyoza that much because uh, I like it to be a uh, soft boiled, but uh, but it, it does uh, it does. Uh, Scratch an itch sometimes. <laughs> um, I love Japanese gyoza. It's quite delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's there's another place that I went to pretty often that was fairly common with the Japanese friends that I knew in my first semester. It was just ran by some Chinese guy, and he really he liked like one of my Chinese friends. He kept bringing us free food over and over again, <laughs> even though we were sitting in this like Japanese style area where you sit on the floor, which is a big 
no-no in China. So yeah, <laughs> sign that this Chinese restaurant has been Japanified. But <laughs> the food itself was definitely not Japanese or Americanizes. There's some weird Chinese dishes that definitely only came from China, like these like black egg gooey dish and other weird stuff that came along, but the it was fantastic. It, it was one of my favorite places to eat in Matsumoto. It was really good. Yeah, I wish, I wish I'd uh, gotten to try that place out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew about that place. There was another place near the uh, school, though, that my Chinese friends like to go to, our Chinese friends. So I went there a couple times with them, and then it closed in my second semester. <laughs> yeah, that place was pretty good, too. I only went there once, though. Yeah. And honestly, the reason why I can't really say much about the Chinese restaurants is because I don't know what the names of any Chinese foods. <laughs> yeah, same with me. I'm just trying to describe it and then say it's good. That's the best I can do. Yeah. It doesn't help that, I mean, the menu is all in Chinese characters. I mean, it's, I mean, it's Japanese too, usually, but it's a, yeah. You know, they, they read it with their special Japanese versions of the readings and the names don't tell me anything because it's not Japanese and it's not English. It's just Chinese, red is Japanese. <laughs> oh, one thing to add on here while we're on Chinese food is ramen is also technically a Chinese dish. Oh, yes, dish. that is true. Yeah. I didn't learn that until I went to Japan. But that being said, Japanese ramen and Chinese ramen is quite different. Yeah. The Chinese put a big emphasis on the noodles. The noodles are going to be a lot different in Chinese ramen where Japanese ramen has a big emphasis on the broth and not so much the noodles and the broth is going to be quite different. And I personally like Japanese ramen a lot more because I, I always tried to order at Chinese restaurants and it was disappointing to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, while we're talking about Japanese food, I I think it's a, uh, I should mention Dayu which is a Japanese chili oil um, or yeah, I, I don't know if I saw it in actual, actually saw it in China, but it's often in Chinese restaurants in Japan. And uh, it's, you, you usually dip gyoza dumplings in a sauce, I mean, in soy sauce with value in it. And it, it gives it kind of a bit of a kick. It's, it's really good. That really improves Yeah, the it. sauce. Yeah, the sauce is a big part of it, actually. It's not just the gyoza. The sauce is very much a part of the gyoza. Yeah, and so yeah, the, uh, yeah, the chili oil, I, I don't know if we sell that here as such, but uh, really good, and it's called, like I said, Dayu, which is R-A-Y-U. Maybe you'll find it with a L-A-I-U sometimes if you go to an international market. I'm just looking at Google images. <laughs> um, and I, yeah. I recommend trying that out sometime. Um, but yeah, that's about all we have to say about Chinese places, except they're good. <laughs> Very um, there, was a, there was one Korean restaurant that was a, really close to the campus called a Yanchabo. Um, now, I I liked it. I went there with a Jiho, our uh, Korean friend. Um, actually, I don't remember if I went there with him, but he talked about it. Um, and he's, he was saying that the kimchi there was a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> he complained about all kimchi in Japan, but that's, that's yeah. a different story for a different time. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of an introduction to Korean food for me. Um, uh, Korean food isn't really easy to find in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, and I also, I've gone to at least one other Korean restaurant. It was called a Hana, I think. It was over Where across from, was that it, one at? It was across from Furara, which we're, we'll talk about in a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to that one as well. There is three Korean restaurants that I went to. I don't I don't think Yonchebo was one of the ones I went to, but it was oh, really? right next to Hulala, one across from uh, Hulala, and then one in front of the <laughs> station. Okay. Um, yeah, my, my experience at Hana was pretty good. I went there and they had some live music, some, someone playing guitar. Um, it was kind of funny because I was standing in, in the entrance for a little while. And <laughs> I think it's one of those situations where people were kind of, uh, scared to welcome me because they didn't want to speak English. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and when I, when I spoke uh, Japanese, I remember right. I think he said, oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always a funny situation that happens pretty often. It's like to see you and you're like, oh, man, I should have paid attention in English class. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I guess I should translate your cup. That means, oh, great. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. But uh, like yeah, relief. that place has a very unique atmosphere to it. And yeah. Um, yeah, they have an op- open mic. Um, and the, uh, I think his manager was talking to me quite a bit there and, uh, gave me his card, um, telling me, I'm, you know, welcome to come for the open mic sometime. Thought about it, but, uh, I, I don't have any skill for anything, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a fun place to go. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. And, but the one, the one right across from it was actually my favorite Korean place in Matsumoto. Oh, really? Yeah. It. I always ordered this, like, fried meat thing that they cook in front of you. And then they give okay. you this, like, side dish of, like, several sauces and vegetables. And then oh, yeah. they give you, like, these leaves. Like, some of it's lettuce, some of it's something else and then you have cabbage but they're big leaves and you put the meat and vegetables and sauce and everything in these leaves and you wrap up the leaves and you eat it and it was so delicious oh that sounds really good yeah it was kind of expensive you have to pay at least 2,000 maybe 2,500 yen to get that and you have to have at least two people to order it so yeah, but it was very tasty, and it was my favorite Korean dish in Matsumoto. I wish I knew the name of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard whenever you go to a Chinese restaurant or a uh, Korean restaurant because don't, I don't know Chinese. I'm learning it now, but I still don't know food names and uh, don't know Korean. And all the names are just Japanese pronunciation of Chinese and Korean. They don't tell yes. me anything about what the thing actually is. And like um, I just learned to remember Japanese names of things, and like this is even harder. Yeah, um, I think one of the things I really liked was a tteokbokki, um, which is kind of a, a rice cake, 
It's a it's like stir stir fried rice cake. It's a, in some kind of savory sauce. Yeah, um, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of cylinder shape. Yeah, I think I've had it before. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's definitely very unique, but it's pretty tasty. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things I remember the most <laughs> about Korean restaurants. Tteokbokki. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that in Japanese. I mean, in Korean, but that's what it's called in Japanese. Um, and then, let's see, while we're talking about a Korean food, that kind of ties into another one of our categories, which is yakiniku, which is kind of technically a, a Korean thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of like in the ramen category, where it's technically, like ramen is technically Chinese, but it's been very... Japanified and yakiniku is the same story. It's from Korea, but it's so commonplace in Japan. Yeah, so you go to a yakiniku restaurant, um, and there's a a grill in the middle of your table. So um, you order raw meats and vegetables and stuff like that, and you cook it yourself. You fry it on the table and take it off when you're done. You just cook it to your level of doneness, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I don't know what to say, except it's pretty good because barbecue is good. <laughs> yeah, tabe holdai, or all you can eat, is also very commonplace in these. And yeah, you order as much of the stuff as you want within like an hour and a half is the place that I went to. Oh, really? Just the time. It was an hour and a half, yeah. And, well, I think they advertise two hours, but your last order is at an hour and a half, so. Yeah. Okay. It's also yeah. commonplace in Japan, which is <laughs> annoying and weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, very good. tasty and very good. And you usually have a bowl of rice you eat it with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember how many times I've been to Yakiniku. It wasn't that often, but uh, I do it's remember going expensive. to uh, the one that uh, a, a friend uh, I know worked at, Tetchan. Um, I. <laughs> she had like a discount vouchers that she had given me but uh, by the time I went there they had already expired so I knew I was paying full price but it was still good <laughs> yeah it's very good it's just expensive yeah yeah um, oh man and, and while we're talking I'm thinking of all kinds of other kinds of places but um We'll, we'll save those things for another time because they're not places we went to often in Matsumoto. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, another thing that was kind of common there was uh, bento shops, um, which bento is like a Japanese box, boxed lunch. Um, and you, you can find bentos at convenience stores. You find them in your shops. And uh, they're usually like well-proportioned, they're healthy, and they're cheap. Um, it's it's something I, I think would be really great here, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, here in America, where a lot of us don't have time to cook our own food, like just like everywhere, every everywhere where people have jobs, you don't you have a you know time crunch. But we we uh, fix that by going and grabbing fast food. Whereas in train, we can have much healthier alternative of going and getting a bento. Yeah, I was about to say the reason why that wouldn't be a thing now is just because of our drive-through fast food culture that we have. Oh man, but imagine having a 
drive through bento shop. That'd be nice. I would use it. All right. All right. Let's go partners. <laughs> <laughs> no one take your idea. Yeah. Uh, well, if you do take it, at least open one near me. <laughs> well, this is an hour into the podcast, so I don't think anyone's yeah. going to jokes on you guys. <laughs> if anyone does listen to this, it's going to be probably months after we've released, but I, <laughs> I've accepted this. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hurry and go through like the, uh, Top restaurants that we haven't listed here. I, I, I skipped over a category, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, we already mentioned Dan Dan and Connell. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's safe to say those are our top two restaurants in Matsumoto. Yes, straight up top two. There's actually a small culture war on which one is the better of the two. Yeah, in our group. <laughs> yeah, um, Dan seems to be Connell's. Undefeatable, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Din Din is great. Um, Nick and I are team Din Din, and yes, it's the best. And, let's see, and when we didn't go to Din Din, we often went to a. When we didn't go to one of those two after a class, we often went to Mayo, which is a a Thai curry place that was just down the road from the school. I think it was actually Malaysian. Oh, Malaysian, yeah. We, we, in whichever of those two you call it. The curry there was actually several different styles. They had Sri Lankan curry and they had a yeah. Thai curry and they had several different kinds of curry. And I personally like the Sri Lankan beef curry and the, uh, I can't remember what the other kind I always got was. <laughs> but I always got these two kinds. great because you got, black big, curry. you got a big plate of rice and you can get extra oh. rice for not that much more. Yeah. You can choose like, two or three different types of curry to eat with the rice all for around yeah. 10 bucks it was fantastic oh. yeah can i mention that how good the eggs are in japan oh the, my god the egg with, with so many different things including this curry um for some reason it's always cold which kind of weirds me out a little bit but um <laughs> um yeah they, they just the eggs are a little bit different and uh Sometimes they're marinated in kind of a soy sauce mix. It makes it really delicious all the way through. But uh, even when it's not, somehow the eggs are just really good. Or they know how to what to pet, match it with, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how they cook their eggs over there, but they're doing something right. Yeah, eggs and are always delicious in Japan. Yeah, and I don't like eggs. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I fell in love with eggs my year over there. Yeah, uh, and then. There's the last, I, I guess this isn't really one of our top four, but uh, I put it on this list because uh, it is definitely a good restaurant that's, that really stands out. It's a Hulala. Um, a Hawaiian burger shop. Yeah, and there's like, yeah, the decor in there is all Hawaiian. And they're playing Hawaiian radio, actually, um, as, as a music. But the music that's playing on Hawaiian radio is just mainland <laughs> pop music. Yeah, it's just mainstream Amer- mainstream American pop music. <laughs> yeah, and and the food is the the fare is hamburgers. <laughs> so it's Hawaiian in decor and name, but it's American in other respects. But it's really good. It's really good burgers for Japan. It's pretty much just an American burger joint, but yeah, it's quite tasty and it was really good. It was a little expensive, but good. Yeah, uh, and it was that we've kind of got, got over our list. Um, I mean, I've been to Hulala so many times. 
usually in groups because it's really it's a big restaurant big good for big groups um but yeah i mean we could go on for so much longer about the food just in matsumoto um and matsumoto is considered countryside by japanese people <laughs> yeah. um and and while we were talking i was thinking about so many other things like uh, I could talk about, we could talk about okonomiyaki it, shops in Osaka and so many other things. And, but uh, those are, those are things for different days or, or just to integrate yeah, into other conversations. Strictly our list of experience of food in Japan. And local experience, basically. Matsumoto. Yeah, like local. Walking distance. Walking distance experience. Like everything we talked about here was in walking distance. Yeah. Data pretty regularly. Yeah, and oh man, it makes me so nostalgic. It makes me kind of hungry too. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry now. I need to eat something. Yeah, but I think that's a good note to end on. I'm ready yeah. to go eat. So yeah, so like, subscribe, buy our merch if we ever have merch. So uh, donate to our Patreon if we ever have a Patreon. Um, oh shoot, it's raining outside. Um, so we an umbrella. Yes, buy that merch. <laughs> um, and uh, that's about that. So thanks for listening. <laughs>